visions of you have been all in my head This time last year you were here in my bed Told me you love me and never forget Every December you'd make sure you're here Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the So Fucking Posh Podcast with your host Vanessa Peters Thank you so much for joining us once again in the room with me, I have several awesome guests with me. I'll start with Atenio. Atenio, how are you? I'm chilling. It's cool. It's cool. And I have KP here with me. KP, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. That's good. That's good. And I have Grace here with me. How are you doing, Grace? I'm like, I'm Irie. All right. She's Irie. <laughs> and how are you doing, Uniqua? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. all right. I'm all right. Cool. So we have quite a few things to speak on today. I'm going to kick this episode off with the ridiculous headline that I read about the $15 million lawsuit that's being put on LeBron's head. And this lawsuit is from uh, this woman that was sitting at the front row of one of his games, I believe it was Golden State Warriors. So this woman basically, and there's a video circulating about it all over the internet. This woman was sitting in the front row. She did this like crybaby face. Um kind of towards LeBron and he looked around and he saw her and then he just kind of kept looking at her and she stopped. Supposedly, this woman is filing a $15 million lawsuit against him um, because she was afraid. So the quotes here say, at the moment, he wasn't LeBron James. He was a big, scary black man. Another quote says, I've never felt the way I feel about black men before. Not that I'm racist because I only hate black men, not black people. And her name is Susie, apparently. Susie says she only wants $5 million, And this is why I'm not sure if this is true or not, because the number keeps changing. Susie says she only wants $5 million if LeBron settles out of court and shows her his big, manly, black... Oh, my gosh, Kate. No, that's not what she said. Oh. That's what somebody else said. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that is um, what is going on with that. So I'll start with you, Grace. What do you think about this crazy thing, if this is actually true? Well, I think it's nuts, number one. Mm-hmm. It's almost like those m- m- lawsuits or whatever they call them. Lawsuits? Against oh, McDonald's. the McDonald's lawsuits? Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty much that. It's, it's the same as me sitting and then Justin Trudeau looks at me and I go, oh, I'm going to sue him because he looked at me mm-hmm. weird and now I need money. It's just a money grab. I yeah. It sounds, it sounds if like it's a money true. grab. If it's true. If yeah. it's true. It sounds like a money grab. What about you, KP? What do you think? Well, ha, I really hope it's not true because uh, it just sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. Why would you? Why would you sue for that for someone looking at you? That that makes right. no sense to me. I mean, she she says why. She said at that moment he wasn't LeBron James. He was a big scary right, black but, man. But but she was looking at him first though before true. he looked at her. True. So right. really, you could sue her back. Exactly. Yeah. Right for looking right. <laughs> so yeah. I really don't find any basis for her lawsuit. I think it's absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. What about you, Atenia? What do you think? You know what? I think they're trying to perpetuate something bigger than just LeBron James looking at her. Mm -hmm. Just look at what she's saying. A big, scary black man. Big, scary black. You're in a basketball game, for God's sakes. All the men are big. I don't understand what you were expecting to find. But it's like, I just feel like they're just really trying to make that every black man you see, you should be afraid of. And especially to have a... White girl like Susie saying, he wasn't LeBron James. He was, I don't know, just this big Negro that was just staring right through me. And I yeah. just, I don't know, I got wet and blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously, no, she's trying to mess with him. Trying I mean, to mess with him. They're trying to make him look bad. Yeah. 
And it's ridiculous because, I mean, if LeBron was to do something to you, like say he was to lunge or something like that, there's an entire stadium of people that may protect mm-hmm. you or may not, depending on how they feel that particular day. But, I mean, you really think that he he has more to lose than you. Mm-hmm. You really exactly. think he's going to, like... Look at how he handled the situation. Right. You're lucky that's all he did. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in the middle of a game. He's focused. If someone's mocking you, you're not going to look back twice at them and kind of give them a look, too? Like, exactly. really? That's mm-hmm. not going to happen? Like, I... I I, you know what, just just based off of the ridiculousness of it, I don't think it's true, mm-hmm. personally, but I mean, people have done crazier things in this world, That's right? Same thing for money. Yeah, for, for money and mm-hmm. for all sorts of things. So it you know, you never know. Yunuko, what do you think? I completely agree with, with what everyone has communicated thus far. Um, here's, here's to it being a hoax and just someone trying to get rich real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think it has anything to do with white privilege and the fact that white people do a lot of things and they, I wouldn't say get rewarded for it, at least in this case, but it just sort of falls by the wayside or people sort of feel sorry for them or it just sort of, you know, mm-hmm. passes through as normal on some sort of level? I think the fact that this can even be, like, blown up as a story shows white privilege. Mm-hmm. Imagine a black woman saying that about Tom Brady. I'm sorry, we're going to the Super Bowl, babe. We don't got time for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. Tom Brady looking at you, you know what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. Which brings me to, well, I just watched Concussion, the, the mm-hmm. movie, and so good. The, the Nigerian doctor saying, hey, hey guys, this is what happens in the sport you play. Mm-hmm. It's not only happening to, say, black players, but it's also happening to a white player, and it's a mm-hmm. white player that pointed at it, but nobody listened to him, white, because of the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it was a white doctor that came and said, oh, hey, this is the thing, and which they did portray in the movie, they had Dr. Mm-hmm. Baines, or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, mm-hmm. go up there and speak to the people. They wanted him, because he knew the game, and he was like them. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like, oh, yeah, she's a woman, one, two, she's mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. oh, let's blow this up. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if it's a, if it was a black woman, if it was me, I love Tom Brady. But if I did that, nobody would be saying, oh, hey, let's listen. To that. Oh, here's the story. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah, it's just some lady. Let's not even, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. let's not even like pay any yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Moving right along, um, there's a Viscountess. Her name is Viscountess Weymouth. She's um, in the UK. She is the daughter of a Nigerian billionaire. She's actually mixed, so she's not like full Nigerian. Um, she married a Viscount. I'm not going to say his name because I can't, so I'm just going <laughs> to spell it. Viscount it Thin. <laughs> what did you say? Viscount Thin. Viscount Thin. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay, Viscount Thin. Um, and he's white. His mother is the Marcus of Bath, and the Marcus of Bath um, is sort of a racist because she accused um, this woman, the Vic- Viscountess of Weymouth, for disrupting the 400-year uh, pure British bloodline, pure British bloodline being white British blood bloodline of their particular aristocracy. And she wasn't she didn't attend uh their wedding i think now like she wants to see their kids because they've had kids now but she basically didn't want to be a part of their lives and she thought it was horrible and she just didn't see a reason for her son to marry this half black or mixed woman who is actually an ex-model so Yunuko, what do you think about this particular situation uh i think it's 100 percent just plain ignorance to think at this day and age that uh, people of any uh, sex or culture or ethnicity would uh, discriminate against 
different races being together for whatever reason you know we can have our different colors right Mm -hmm. but from the inside looking out we all want to feel loved you know we all want to be appreciated Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're letting color get in the way of a relationship Mm -hmm. assuming that it is 100% love it's like that to me is it it just it says a lot about her character Mm -hmm. and her true colors because then when push comes to shove, it's like, wow, like, you are just not a good person, yeah. right? It'd be a different story if she was, like, the woman that my son has married is, isn't is good. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it being, like, you've, quote, unquote, dirtied our bloodline. It's I like, mean, why, to be honest, what does that mean? <laughs> right? What is like, that? You've, you've dirtied the 400-year bloodline. What does that mean? Well, clearly, clearly she'd have to be of royal descent also. Because then anyone outside of royal blood, hypothetically, would be dirty, wouldn't they? But the thing right? is, is that it, oh God, it's so, it's just ridiculous because there have been like cases and stories where there have been black children born into aristocracy. Like mm-hmm. this is not, this, like this is not like an isolated case. Mm-hmm. So in those kind of cases, there's been similar situations where like these black children or half black children have been like hidden away because like they didn't want the rest of the aristocracy or the rest of the people viewing the aristocracy to know that this child, you know, was born or this child actually exists. Like, Mm -hmm. this thing has happened before. So, to me, to the whole idea of dirtying a pure bloodline, a.k.a. a white bloodline, a.k.a. an an aristocratic bloodline, it it just, to me, it just doesn't make any, like, it just doesn't make sense. You know? Like, it just doesn't... I I mean, if we were going to play devil's advocate, and let's say you were of royalty, right... Then totally, in one sense, in one sense, you could say, yes, our bloodline is tainted. Fine. But the fact that you're saying, like, our black, like, because it's, because it's, because it's color, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being, like, her character mm-hmm. or, or something else. Like, just the fact that she's white and she's saying she's dirtied it. Mm-hmm. Just, it just says a just lot. Just off of her skin. Yeah. You know, like, it says a lot. Yeah. Like it or not. Mm-hmm. You know? And if that's the case, like... Keep that shit to yourself. Like, no one, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's stupid because we live in a day and age where money talks and everything else doesn't even really matter. Yeah. And she is the daughter of a Nigerian billionaire. So mm-hmm. she's bringing way more money into this family than the Marquess, than the Viscount, than any of those motherfuckers are going to see in a lifetime. So I'm not saying that money makes you noble, but I mean, I just kind of feel like it, sh- it may on some sort of level, it should equal out things, right? Like... <laughs> Think about it. If you're the if you're a daughter of a billionaire, shit, you're an you're an aristocrat in your own right too. Like sure. you could cre- you could throw money to create whatever it was that you wanted. You create yeah. a little island if you want, a fleet of jets if you want, yeah. a whole bunch of mansions if you want. Like any all the things that aristocracy is known for, which is opulence and all of these great amazing things that they you know are born into in terms of luxury. Money can buy those things, or it can mm-hmm. at least mirror those things. So in this day and age, what is the difference, really? But you know what? Like if you just look at, you're talking about money. You would think that would equate everything, but look at how strongly she's opposed to it. That just goes to show you how much she actually hates. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like to her, it's not about money. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like she straight up mm-hmm. hates the fact right. that you are doing this. You're dirtying our bloodline. It to her, it, money means nothing. Yeah. And that just goes to show the level of like how dark and 
and mad depressing and, and, that depressing is. and mm-hmm. ignorant she really is. Yeah. That it's that strong. Yeah. Because I mean, some people are like, oh, I ain't racist no more. You can come, come in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, for sure. come 15 billion. Like 15 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like for some people, yeah. money will make you oh, change yeah. your mind yeah. as to, you know, whether you want that kind of situation to be part of your life or not. And for her, you're right. Like, that's it doesn't even account like mm-hmm. it doesn't even take into account at all so kp what do you think well i really don't see why she would have to say that in 2016 i mean this mm-hmm. is 2016 all of this should have been put in the past like mm-hmm. i feel like we're going back to like the 1600s or something For where sure. mm-hmm. where it's all about color and all about bloodline because i mean it's just it's absolutely nonsense yeah i think uh she well i guess it's love but i think she should have just like backed away and said you know what <laughs> i'm not gonna marry you again but i guess it's it's awful love so yeah uh, if anything at all, I think uh, she really should apologize to her actually mm-hmm. before. I mean, I guess they're are they married now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're married now. Oh, they have married kids now. As well, yeah. Oh, they actually have kids yeah. as well. So now the grandma wants to see the kids. Now she wants to see the kids. Well, if I were her, I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Was that right when you said that to me when I came in before you even got to know me? Right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's absolute nonsense. Yeah, and I could see it being the kind of situation where if this Marquez was asked point blank, is it a race thing? She'll say no, it's because she's not um, a natural aristocrat. So she could probably easily try and use that to twist cover it. it. Yeah. Yeah, but how much value do we put case. into royal to these days anyways? I, like, mean, I mean, I mean, look at, uh, what is what is the British, oh God. Oh, the British monarchy? Yeah, yeah. what's the, the chick's name that wasn't, uh, she wasn't an aristocracy until she married William, Kate right? Kate yeah. Middleton, yeah. exactly. Kate Catherine. Middleton, <laughs> Catherine. Sorry, Kate <laughs> Middleton was not, she was not aristocracy until no. she married William. Totally. So in that kind of day and age where that kind of thing is celebrated, you can't even use that argument that, oh, she's not naturally aristocracy, so she shouldn't be marrying sure. my son. You can't even use that argument right, anymore. Because that, that went over well with the queen, right? That went great with the and queen. this is the queen of England. Yes, so this is really, the queen of England. She's, of, she's the head honcho in the entire situation, so, so she's doing it, and she's <laughs> gravy over there. I've never heard of this family before, so yeah, clearly know. they're not very big, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think it's pulling straws at this point. Grace, what do you think? Um, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here okay. for a little bit. Sure. I'm going to flip it the other way. Mm-hmm. So you, think about it. You come home, you have a white man or a white woman with you, what do your parents say first? Where is their culture? You are, it's almost like they're saying you're also dirtying our bloodline, you're going towards the culture less. So really it comes, it boils down to the kind of, the environment each of them grew up in. Mm. You're supposed to keep those racial lines pure and clean. You keep to your people. I know I have this fight all the time with my family. For sure. Mm Because they're like, oh, hey, so uh, where is the African, Jamaican? We don't care. Just bring somebody who is our color Mm -hmm. home. And when I finally did, they said, take him out as fast as you brought him (laughs) in. (laughs) You know, Grace, though, you know, and I agree with you 100% playing devil's advocate. You're absolutely right. However... You said it right. Mm-hmm. We're not in the 1600s. No, exactly. You know? and, yeah. and at the same time, like I can see the mindset we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And with that, I would say it's very old school tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like yeah. Windows 98. When we're sitting here in 2016, it's like, it's like honestly, parents, grandparents, like you need to... You need to suspend judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You need to get Absolutely. rid of that notion Absolutely. because things have changed since then, like it or not. And you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. so mm-hmm. the, that, that would be my rebuttal to what you said. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%, but then in 2016, right. you can't be, what do you call it? 
And we live in a multicultural society where yeah. we where we interact with every race. We like every to culture. think so. Exactly. Totally. So totally. I really don't think it should be a problem nowadays. You know? right? But you know what? I think it's just always been a problem. It does. Absolutely. Like it's always been there. And I think the thing about now, like especially when it comes to like white privilege, mm-hmm. I think it's being brought up more now as a discussion. Because I talk to some of my white friends and like bring up just some issues with them. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I had no idea it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. How do you think? Like, I've been like, I've For seen sure. you. We're friends, and like, it's there's so many things that are different between us that mm-hmm. like, my struggles are way different from your struggles just because of base of how the society is and the systems that are implemented mm-hmm. and you know the things that you have in place. I have to do this and this and this and this. You know, like I like have to get my knee scraped to get to where I want to be. But you, sure. you have it easier. You just do. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. This what is true. It is. Also, but you know what? If we were, I like to think maybe if we were, let's say, in Bumfudge Africa, mm. and we were all sitting here, and a white person walked in, we would all be like, "You don't f- belong here," and it'd be the same. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so definitely, you, and you 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 alluded to it. Environment has a factor, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I would still argue and say, even if we were sitting in Bumfudge Africa and a white person walked through the door, I would say, based on us being educated mm-hmm. and us being twenty in twenty sixteen. We should not try and judge him or her by the color of the skin, mm-hmm. like it or not. Well, you know what? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, let's judge them by the character. Right. Let's judge them by their story and who they are. Exactly. Right. So yes, you know what? Our struggle may be a little bit harder, and your struggle might be a little bit not as not as difficult. But guess what? I'm sure within our differences, we can find unity. Absolutely. And 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 to me, that's where we go from it being all about me, 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 to it being about us. us. Absolutely. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's the problem out there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's only me, as opposed to how can we, as a society, as a culture, mm-hmm. be better? I don't know I'm going with yeah. that tangent, but... You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. For real, though. For real. Talking about it, I mean, how would you know somebody else's story if you don't, I guess, get to know them? I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to talk to everybody you meet on the street and For get sure. to know their mm-hmm. own story, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is... Back in the days, we brushed underneath the carpet, right? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't so it wasn't things. told as boldly as it is now. Yes. But I think the more we discuss this sort of issues, the more we talk about this, I think it's going to get better. Yeah, because you gain so. other people's perspectives exactly. and it changes yours and it opens you to like a whole new horizon of right. just ways of thinking and right. putting yourself in other people's shoes, you know? And like yeah. just finding ways that you never saw or felt like mm. you hear it and you feel it and it resonates with people, you yeah. know? And that's like talking to about getting to us is when you connect with people mm-hmm. that's how you can become us and we you know people mm-hmm. want to be heard amen it's not them and us it's us yeah i think it's really interesting how the one drop rule like heavily plays into this entire thing because i have to stress the fact that she's not fully nigerian mm-hmm. she's half nigerian but even that is enough for this marquess to say mm-hmm. no i'm not interested i don't want it i don't want it to be you know, any part of it. And I also think about, well, what if she was like a sixth or an eighth or something like that, but you wouldn't, you aren't able to see it. And then she would pass in that kind of situation if she never told anybody that she was mixed in any sort of capacity. But what if the Marquess learned that, oh, she's actually a sixth or eighth Nigerian or a sixth and eighth black or whatever. Would that also play into that? Like, would that mm-hmm. also like affect that situation? Right. That's that's them. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what they. That's what they look She's like. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. She looks Latina. I'm like, she black. But it just goes yeah, to show. That all right? Right? <laughs> It just goes to show, though. Um, the, the the grandmother. It's like it wouldn't matter if she was orange, purple. Forget black. Any other race outside of probably white, blue eyes, blonde hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> wouldn't 
like is not going to sit well with her. Mm-hmm. So, so then, playing devil's advocate, my question would be: so assuming that she was white, blonde hair, blue eyes, and she was bum fuck no one, right? Would she still be dirtying the bloodline? Most likely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. Most likely not. That's a really good Though, question. Though I must add, the grandmother she she also comes from aristocracy. She has some. British blood mm-hmm. back then, but mm-hmm. she's Hungarian aristocracy. So yeah. to her, maybe the dirtying of the blood is that she's not a blue blood. She is a commoner that okay. has come in. So there's also that yeah. flip side to mm-hmm. right? touche. Mm. Yeah, touche. Yeah. I just, I just, I just find that like that argument of aristocracy and and blue blood, like you said, in the world full of billionaires that basically can own all of us if they want to. <laughs> I just, I just don't see how that flies anymore. You know, like, it, it, it would make more sense in a situation where there's the aristocrats that have more money than anybody, and then the commoners who, like, there's a really large, like, disparity in terms of, you know, upper class and lower class, right? Mm-hmm. Where there is no middle class. Mm-hmm. Then that makes sense because all the wealth is concentrated in one side and yeah. there's not much, or there's some maybe trickling down to the other side, but not much, versus a situation where... It's different now. There's the aristocracy that doesn't necessarily always have money, but they totally. have titles mm-hmm. or they have that sort of nobility. Yes. And then there's people with money that don't have titles, but that doesn't matter because they have money. money. And money like that runs the entire world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then there's the rest of us, common people who just do what we do. What we do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. So just to plug in something, right? Coming, and again, I'm not putting my faith in anybody. But if you know, if you have a faith and you know that you come from God, Mm-hmm. If God is King of Kings, right? Aren't you? Aren't we all by default royalty? Mm. Well, yeah. Because we have His blood running through our mm-hmm. veins. That's the argument. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. philosophically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then, why do I need someone else's validation to tell me whether I'm royal or not? I mean, it's funny. <laughs> just, just saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just saying. It makes sense. That's sort of the, the, the balance we put ourselves in as human beings, right? Because oh, that's what sure. we've done to ourselves over mm-hmm. the years. I mean, where did this all nobility all come from way back when? Like, yeah. who decided this? Yeah, the narrative. Exactly. Who, who created yeah, the narrative? So what I was right, thinking, you know? so I was like, where, where did aristocracy come from? Did it come from the people that had the most resources? Not necessarily money, because they didn't have money at that time. Farmland, I guess, buildings. Right. Was it influence? Was it. Was it enough pigs and cows and sheep mm-hmm. like what was it you know what makes it so strong people's belief in it right exactly people's belief and illusion into it they exactly it. because you know what? we can take this outside of europe mm-hmm. we can plug it into africa mm-hmm. and you look and you look and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll speak for ghana for the longest time i didn't know that that Ganyans were selling other Ganyans into the slave route. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I thought it was always the one. And it was like, no, man, it was the bigger tribe selling off the lesser tribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it just goes to show. It doesn't matter what country we're sitting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this whole like royalty, I'm better than you, da 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 da. And again, it's that me concept. Mm-hmm. Ego. Mm-hmm. Ego, for ego. sure. And, and honestly, and ego will be the death of us. Yeah. It will be the death of humanity mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's like, again, I'm not plugging my faith in, but you have to be here for something bigger than you. Yeah. Because if you're here yeah. for just for you, then it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. What's the point? <laughs> what is the Isn't point? Isn't it like the sum of all parts is greater than the whole? Like, mm-hmm. they, they don't we need to like look at it, start looking at it from that perspective? Because I mean, even just look at the way that like technology is centered around ego. 
iPhone, my totally. my this, my you know my space, my everything is I I I I I Facebook selfie, you know like it's all. The more that we, it seems like the more that we come connected, we're we're separated. Definitely, that's the one thing that I see. The more that we get connected, the more that we are isolated, Mm -hmm. insulated, apart. And you would think that that would be the opposite, but it's tearing us apart right. from one another. That's you know? why I don't participate in social media. Sure. You just hit nail on the head. It's just like it's a rat race. Like, what does it end? Mm-hmm. You know, like. <laughs> and guess what? Mm-hmm. Even if you do win the race, you're still a rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I took that from someone. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to move on to the next topic. Now, this one is a little bit heartbreaking. Um, and I'm going to say why for several reasons. So um, there was a black woman. Um, she was trying to get into her apartment, but she was locked out of her apartment. And her white neighbor called the cops on her because her white neighbor thought, and this is a male, he thought that she was breaking in to this apartment that was, quote unquote, not hers versus her being locked out of her apartment and trying to figure out a way to get into her apartment. So I'll read something that she um, said because she wrote about this entire situation. So this is like post, um, you know, the cops coming. Oh, by the way, there was 19 cops that showed up to try and, I guess, settle the situation, which in my opinion is excessive, but hey. Um, So this is what she wrote um, after the the whole situation happened. Uh, She said, uh, quote, later I learned that the Santa Monica, so what happened in Santa Monica, police department had dispatched 19 officers after one of my neighbors reported a a burglary at my apartment. It didn't matter that I told the cops I'd lived there for seven months. It didn't matter that I told them about the locksmith. Um, It didn't matter that I offered to show receipts receipts for his services and my ID. It didn't matter that I went to Duke, which is an Ivy League university. Uh, It didn't matter that I had an MBA from Dartmouth, another Ivy League Mm -hmm. university. Um, It didn't matter that I'm a vice president of a strategy and multinational corporation. It didn't matter that I've never had so much as a speeding ticket. It didn't matter that I calmly, continually asked them what was happening. It also didn't matter that I didn't match the description of the person they were looking for. My neighbor described me as a Hispanic woman when uh, he called 911. What mattered was that I was a woman of color trying to get into her apartment in an almost entirely white apartment complex in a mostly white city. And a white man who lived in another building called the cops because he'd never seen me before. So that apparently was his reason mm-hmm. for why he called the cops. After she, uh, after she kind of like settled the whole situation, and she actually went to the neighbor to try and like ask him, like, why the why the fuck did you do that? Like, even if you haven't seen me, like, what right do you mm-hmm. have to call the cops on me in that kind of situation? He said, "I'm an att- I'm an attorney, so you can go fuck yourself." And then he walked away. That was his response to her after her questioning him. So, Grace, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts or first few thoughts that come to mind when you hear something like this occurring? Well, it's it's sad. And I have a personal story. Okay. So the same thing happened to me, though it was at my house. And it was the middle of the day. And I got home from work. And I used to have the doors that like the electronic doors mm. that you kind of punch in. Mm-hmm. But something happened and like my punch code couldn't work and I didn't have my actual keys to the house. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll just go through the back door because at least I do have a key to that. Yeah. And as I was hopping like over the fence, 
into the back one of my neighbors saw so he ended up calling the RCMP because I live in fuck nowhere Alberta yeah <laughs> so the RCMP came and they proceeded to sort of arrest question it. interrogate well I was told to put my hands up and all that kind of stuff which mm-hmm. I did right and mm-hmm. I was like okay but I live here sort of thing Unlike her situation where they didn't give her like the chance to show her ID and all that kind of stuff, I got the chance to do that. And then later it was all resolved. I had to go to my neighbor and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I live at that house. You do see us leave in the morning and come back at the end of the day. Right. And it was, I was driving the car that I always do. And he said, oh, he has been away and it's mostly his son who lives at that particular property. And he'd never, he didn't think the house was occupied. But our cars are always there, you know? Yeah. So it, it's really sad when people outside always feel like, you know, if they see a person of color in a predominantly white neighborhood... That they don't belong there. That they don't belong there. Mm-hmm. So, good. and for my mom, like, she felt really bad because she's like, oh, my God, like, this happened to you. Mm-hmm. And... A couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to my uncle, and he told me the same thing happened to his friend. But his friend's son had locked himself inside the house mm-hmm. when they were outside, like getting groceries in, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the keys because everything was inside. So this poor guy is trying to like open the lock of his house so mm-hmm. he could go and get his two-year-old son inside. Mm-hmm. And a neighbor calls the cops as well. And he had like a screwdriver or something in his hand. And it was dark outside mm-hmm. in Forest Lawn or something like mm-hmm. that. So the cops are like, put your hands up. So he's putting his hand up and drops the weapon, as they called it. And he explained, my kid is inside. I'm bringing mm-hmm. groceries in. His mom's away. His grandma's not inside with him. She's in the car. We need to get in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, a cop. Uh, um, a member of the public across the street saw you trying to get in and they thought you were trying so it, it's sad it's just it is, um, it's pathetic it is like it's ridiculous that something like that would even happen and like upon reading like the article that this woman wrote about her experience it just really boils down to the idea that no matter what you do no matter what heights you reach in terms of career in terms of financial success if a white person feels like you don't belong there then that's what you're going to be reduced to, a black person that doesn't belong there it's or a nigger that doesn't belong there. It's like that story, like, a couple of years ago, that whole guy who does the DNA shows, the swabby. Maury? No, no, no. Not, he, he, like, traces people's ancestry all the way back. He's this, oh. like, really renowned doctor of sociology and all that Is kind he of in the show Who Do You Think You Are? Yes, oh, that okay. man. So anyways, he okay. same thing, exact yeah. same thing yeah. happened to him. And he ended up having a beer or something with Obama. Yeah, but that. Yeah. same exact thing happened to him. Mm-hmm. And it was his house and he kept saying, this is my house. But mm-hmm. they still took him down. Yeah. This thing is a little excessive having 19 cops yeah. show up to yeah, a that's, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a waste of resources, a waste of manpower. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, for simple B&E, I think that's just too much, number one. Number two, there's only you're going to live somewhere for seven months and your neighbor doesn't know who you are. Right. And, yeah. I mean, when I moved into my area, my neighbors knew me within the first week because mm-hmm. maybe because I'm loud, I don't know. But like, they yeah. knew who I was right away. I knew where my neighbors were right away. Yeah. And number three, yeah, I'll stop there for now. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. to touch on what you're saying, like my mom always used to say to me, there's a huge importance in you getting to know the people that live around yeah, you, yeah, which exactly. can definitely like create or stop 
problems mm-hmm. like that from mm-hmm. even happening. You know right. what I mean? Like, you should know who lives around you, you know, because what if something happens to you or exactly. something happens to them, you know, and like you can easily diffuse a situation like that. Like, yeah. oh, you know, that's just tip me and then they probably, you know, like, you, or you could help For them. Sure. Yeah. You wouldn't call the cops on them because you know them. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just people living in fear so much so that they don't even want to get to know who lives right beside them. Absolutely. You know? sure. that, that goes back to that saying of we're connected, but we're very far, very far away totally, from each other. Totally. Another thing I want to ask is, number three, going back to my original point. Did the guy actually see her break in? Because it said it was a locksmith, right? So I don't right. think he actually saw her break in. Either. He didn't see her break in. He saw her trying to like get in, fiddling with the lock, right. that kind of thing. And because he, quote unquote, never seen her before. Right. That was basically all he needed to go and call the cops. Right. But she he actually never saw her go into the premises without the locksmith being there. I don't believe so. Okay. Hmm. I don't believe so. But then that goes back to what we said. We, we've become such an eye society. Mm-hmm. We, we're not, we don't even care about, you know, mm-hmm. everyone else. I've moved into the apartment and it's like, oh, I've never seen you before. So you must not belong here, yeah. you know, sort of For thing. Sure. So it just... Like, we just need to be more open, I guess. And you know what? I, for all you know, you've seen her a million times. It's just you've never... Let's just... And I'm playing devil's advocate. Maybe you, you've just been passive. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. how many times have you walked past people? Mm-hmm. Let's say you, university campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And you're you're texting or you're not aware of them. And I'm sure you walk past them every day. Or people in the same classroom as you. Mm-hmm. And you find out, it's like, yo, I didn't know that guy was in my class. Or we had the same class together? Where did you sit? <laughs> <laughs> I sat in front of you. Right, right inside, you know. Yeah. I don't know where you were. Every day, you know. Yeah, we had some fries together, man. Come on, you know. So like, so you never know with the, these type of things, you know. And it's just unfortunate that it's a white guy calling out a black person, mm-hmm. you know. It's what if never it was reversed? Up, totally. Mm-hmm. What this again, right? I mean, we don't, we don't know, right? We don't what, know. What could have happened if it was reversed? If she had called the cops on, on him, for instance. Then. I need to make a correction. Sure. <laughs> so in this correction. She tried to get in. Okay. Um, she called the locksmith. Okay. The locksmith came in, fixed the door. She came in to her house. So she was in her house for, like, a certain amount of time. And then she heard cops. Like, she heard someone being like, who's there, blah, blah, blah. Right. She heard bar- dogs barking. Right. And then she came out. The cops, like, had a gun on her. She had her hands up, like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then that's when the whole sort of thing escalated. So I don't know if the neighbor saw this. Like, I don't know what he saw past calling the cops, right. but mm-hmm. I, I don't think he saw, like, a locksmith, I don't believe. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't know. So that's the correction. So my mm-hmm. question is, he's able to see all this going on in the front door, and he still doesn't know this lady was living there for seven yeah. months. Yeah. I mean, that's right. a little that's a little outrageous. Exactly. Yeah, oh, it's a little absolutely. outrageous. Like, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that when she goes to kind of confront him, he goes, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. Yourself, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what? Yeah. You're still a person. And so. Yeah. And so. You can try and sue me but I'm, I'm looking for answers I might want to sue you right so yeah, it goes yeah. both ways you might be a lawyer but I might have the means to take you to court mm-hmm. yeah there's not even an apology that goes along with that either right it's literally mm-hmm. just a slap in your face mm-hmm. on like, top of everything else mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's like an insult to injury oh absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, ridiculous you have no rights right now so really just shut up and sit down yeah even though you were the one that did wrong like mm-hmm. I can't yeah. I can't get my head around that I can't at all so that's pretty sad. But moving on to the topic of Caitlyn Jenner, a very multifaceted uh, 
So I asked the question to you all, is she living her truth or do you think that this entire sex change thing a debacle? And the reason I asked this is because Rose McGowan, um, an actress, she was on Charmed, she made the following comments. Caitlyn Jenner, you do not understand what being a woman is about at all. You want to be a woman and stand with us while you need to learn us. We are more than deciding what to wear. We are more than the stereotypes foisted upon us by people like you. You're a woman now, question mark? Well, fucking learn that we have had a very different experience than your life of male privilege. Woman of the year, no. Not until you wake up and join the fight. Being a woman comes with a lot of baggage. The weight of unequal history. You do well to learn it. You do well to wake up. Woman of the woman of the year, not by a long fucking shot. Let me amend this by saying I'm happy for what she's doing visibility-wise for the trans community, and I'm happy she's living her truth. But comments like hers have consequences for other women, how we are perceived, what our values are, and leads to more stereotyping. If you know you are going to be speaking to media about being a woman, maybe come to understand our struggles. Atenea, do you think she's... Do you think these comments are validated in any way? Um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some comments that I definitely do agree with. Like, I mean, even just coming from being a black woman mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. to see Caitlyn Jenner and just all the praise and emphasis that she gets on being such a courageous and strong woman to me is like a slap in my face. Because right. I'm like, and not even just like, a lot of the women that are, like, getting on her, like, I mean, as far as feminism goes, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, more so, like, white women, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, it's more white women talking about how they've been oppressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about, like, when black women come and start talking about how they've been oppressed as well, it's not even on the same board with this. Oh, it's completely different. It's not even, you know? So, like, when I see, like, black women get... Like in front of this as well, I'm like that's not even your fight, yo. <laughs> we yeah. fighting something on a whole nother level, and yeah. like, as far as her, like I don't know, like some of the things that she said because mm-hmm. I don't really like to follow right. these people, right? Because I think they're ruining <laughs> our society, the right. whole family. Mm-hmm. I think she wants to be like her daughters, or sorry, he wants to be like. Her daughters. Her daughters. His, his do- oh my god. I don't <laughs> even know. How, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Like I don't even know how many kids they have. I just see that like they yeah. all look the same and Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think that uh she like yes, like she's doing a lot of positive things for like the transgendered community. Which and, you is know, great. Which like is she awesome. said the visibility is awesome. Yeah, definitely it is. But uh I also think that uh society is running with it and just putting her out there so much to make her an example Mm -hmm. and the more that i'm seeing this and i don't know if any of you see it either but like i see it a lot in kids i see a lot of boys confused Mm -hmm. they're teaching them about transgendered and bisexuality when they're in elementary when they don't even know what it means to be a boy or a girl yet right Mm -hmm. so i already like see the confusion you know and like just people like following this stuff and i'm like we need to start educating them on like what just sex in itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even just man woman sexuality and just stop throwing them about this transgendered woman who is right. you know because i just feel like it's confusing people like and i'm not saying that like it's bad i'm just saying like be real about it like mm-hmm. we need to educate people on like what it really is because mm-hmm. i don't know it just i don't know it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> that whole family makes me uncomfortable and you know <laughs> I, I i agree with rose's comments in the sense that what does 
Caitlyn Jenner really know about being a woman? Mm-hmm. Like she said, besides picking out clothes and what shoes match what shirt and how to do your hair and all the things that the Kardashians can teach you in a single episode. Aside from that, what does she know about being a woman? I understand that Caitlyn Jenner's struggle is going to be different from a lot of different stru- different people's struggles because male to female transition, you know, and having this sort of, I guess, like male archetype that he has been for so long like he was the athlete you know what I mean like the American um superstar so going from that to a female which I don't know is complicated in its own way because it doesn't mean it doesn't make him lesser it doesn't make him meeker less Mm -hmm. of a person because that doesn't make females in general less of people um I just question whether he can really understand like Rose said, the struggles that women have to go through every day. I mean, is anyone really gonna like harass Caitlyn Jenner in the street? Do you know what I mean? Is anyone gonna be like, hey baby, what's up? What's going on? How you? No one's ever gonna do that. You know what I mean? Partly because of the fame. I mean, probably people might go up to Caitlyn Jenner and try and talk and try and take pictures and try and do the selfies thing or whatever just because this person is celebrity. But aside from that, like the actual true struggles that women go through every day, is that gonna be even on the radar? Is that even gonna be a factor? Grace, what do you think? Well, like you said, will she struggle in the same way that women do? It's like now I'm moving over into like women's health, for example, right? Mm-hmm. As a trans woman, yeah, you obviously have to go through hormone cycles and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So might have an inkling of what the, the daily life of a woman is mm-hmm. per se. But other beyond that, they do not have the same struggles mm-hmm. that we, we would have especially in the US abortion clinics and the like mm-hmm. most women and I'm going to put this in quotes mm-hmm. real women mm-hmm. would struggle with that in in most places they don't have the adequate care to when they do have an abortion right so really mm, I do agree with bros mm-hmm. but yeah, um, maybe they should find another term for trans yeah. women, yeah. you know, a, a different sex per se. Because really, at the end of the day, you wouldn't have gone through the same issues that other women have gone yeah. through. Because still, you you were a man. Yeah. You lived most of your life as a man. Yeah. You climbed ladders that women mm-hmm. who at your time would not have been able to like mm-hmm. get to the same heights as you. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Evie, what do you think? Uh, I think sort of agree with every, each, what each and every one of you has said to be quite honest. I think it was just sort of let the story play out. I think it's a bit too early to say uh, what, what, what's going to happen with her or him later on in, in life. I know this story has been sort of blown out of proportion because mm-hmm. a lot of transgender people go through a lot more struggles that she's ever mm-hmm. going to go through just because mm-hmm. of the fame and the totally. family. Yeah. Amen. Uh, you know what I mean? So I think it's it's really unfair to people that actually have to go through a lot of those challenges. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's given feasibility to to the transgender community. So, so that's probably one of the... Yeah, so I think that's that's positive. a po- I think that's a positive, I think. I so. think it's the only one. Well, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. But the whole her winning the Hathor, Hathor Hashi Award yeah, for... I don't think that's that's fair. I think it was a yeah, lot there's more a, deserving there's people. The people on the roster that yeah. could have won that, were, they could, yeah, real women. Yeah, what what, what she has <laughs> done is is pretty <laughs> courageous. It was big up, like you said, it was mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. what one of the 
biggest athlete in the world at one point in time. So for him to decide to change his gender mm-hmm. with everything else that could go along with it, it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty noble. It's pretty big. It's pretty uh, impressive. But at the same time, I don't think is she's really going through the same experiences as everybody else. You know else. what? The one thing that I, I kind of wonder about is because of this big transition that Caitlyn Jenner has gone through. There ha- like there is this. Because because of the Kardashians and who they are and the fact that they capitalize on everything, mm-hmm. I knew that okay, Caitlyn Jenner is now going to capitalize in some sort of way financially on some sort of monetary level mm-hmm. on this on on this um on this tra- on this change on this transition. Right. There's other people like you said, regular people, everyday people who are going through this transition. They they can't capitalize on mm-hmm. it in any sort of way. They're, this transition is just for them and mm-hmm. only for them and for mm-hmm. absolutely nobody else. Mm-hmm. But in as much as this may be like Caitlyn Jenner's like true, you know, wish and wanting to change um, his or herself, there you can't deny that there's all this monetary sort of, I guess, perks that come mm-hmm. along with it. Totally, which I'm sure could have like pushed the whole process along a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? And again, this co- this goes under the whole Kardashian vein where they capitalize on everything. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess, it makes sense that like he also capitalized on this as well. Like Lord knows how many like covers and how many interviews and how many things that have gone out to him that he would have been paid like insane amounts of money just to be a part of right so i just see it it's just on a different level right and because it's on that kind of level it takes away the innocence from it a little bit in my opinion like it just doesn't make it as pure of a transition not to like take anything away from that transition because it does take a lot to you know, get all these hormones put in your body so that you have breasts and then they cut off your penis so you don't have a penis anymore. Not a lot of people can say that they can do that, you know? over a short period of time. Yeah, over a very short period of time. So I'm not trying to take away from the fact that it does take a lot to, like mentally, to know that this is something you want to do and go ahead and actually do it. But with all the perks that it comes along with, I do question a lot of the innocence that comes from that, you know? And, And lately, too, like... The, in the, I think the, the interview that he did with Diane Soy, no, Barbara Walters, I think, that was like his first like coming out interview. Um, she asked him, so where does your sexuality lie? Like, are you still attracted to women or are you attracted to men since now that you're a woman? Like, how does it work? And he was very ambiguous. Like, his he didn't really answer the question, which I thought was really interesting because obviously that's the first thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people think about. Like, so who do you fuck with now? Like, what's the situation, mm-hmm. right? And him being somebody that has had so many children, I think he's had nine children or something, at somebody who's had that many children, um, who can't even answer that question, right? That's been in long-term relationships with several women, you know what I mean? And been a family and been like the, you know, the male like archetype in, in these in these families. I just think it's interesting that he can't answer these questions now. And then um, I heard, I'm not sure if this is true or not, I heard that now um, he said or she said that she's no longer like interested in like, woman you know what i mean that she i don't think she said that i'm interested in men she just said i'm no longer interested in women so what does that mean then like okay so you're not interested yeah so what i mean it's just all this confusing sort of vain talk and i know this is like a pr sort of thing so that you can sort of phase out of one thing and slowly transition to into another so that people can swallow it a little bit better Mm -hmm. so it's not like a shock to people 
But at the end of the day, it's like, live your truth. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I asked that question. Like, you just kind of keep tiptoeing around everything. Like, what is it? Just be point blank. Let us know what ex- what it is so we can accept it and move on with our lives and continue paying our taxes. Like, I don't, you know, I just don't, I just don't understand, I just don't get that. Does anybody else have any thoughts on that at all? Well, I, I saw it on, I, I don't know if it was ET or one of those, like, you know. One of those, yeah. Yeah, but it was like, a precursor to the upcoming season because she got her own show. Right. So, and her friends were like, so, like, when are you going to start dating? And blah, blah, blah. I really wanted to turn off the TV, but I was like, (laughs) oh, yes, when are you going to start dating? Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it in between? Um, What is it? And... She pretty much said, I've had three successful relationships with three very beautiful women or whatever uh but right now i think i'm done with women mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. and it, it keeps you on this cliffhanger and i almost like subscribed in my head to oh i'm gonna watch her show so that i can figure out mm. like what it is because it's so confusing but when you think about it like like you said they do kind of monetize everything right around them right. and if you go back to before she came out what was it like one whole year of oh my god extensions oh my god boobs oh yeah. my god face right. oh my god no like you know it's... yeah things just kept popping mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. all over the place yeah it's it's weird and it's, it's i mean i don't want to use the word weird it's i just find it confusing you know because i'm very black and white i want to know what it is or what it's not mm-hmm. you know what i mean and just these little like baby steps towards something that maybe is something and then it may also not be something it's it's infuriating for me i just i find it i don't know hard to sort of understand but hey. see what i don't understand is when she was on oh, when she was on ellen DeGeneres, she said something about how uh she's a traditionalist she believes marriage is between a man and a woman right. and then she sort of went sort of tiptoed back away from that so it's like okay even with you being a transgender how does that go back into being a traditionalist exactly it's like it doesn't match up with what you're doing what you're saying and what you're doing are two different things so it's like i don't i don't get her i mean it would be i mean there's there's cross dressers right Mm -hmm. who are males and they're attracted to females they just like to dress like females Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then there but this is more than that i mean this is surgically altering your body you yeah you've gone and made some permanent changes Mm -hmm. so it's again like it just goes back to the fact that I just want to know what's up. Like I just want to know what's what's guaning because it's confusing. It's like what's guaning? Yeah, that's what's going on. Anyway, enough about Caitlyn Jenner, Charlie Sheen, the mess, the myth, the legend, the HIV positive man. Actually, um, it turns out that while he was sort of in like his wild phase, which I guess he's had like all of his life, um, but more recently. It turns out that he was having sex with pre-op transsexuals. He was spending 75K to 100K a night on escorts. And I just asked the question, if it was a black man that was Charlie Sheen that was doing all of these things, an African-American or an African man that was doing all of these things, would he get away with it the way that Charlie Sheen is sort of getting away with it? Because a lot of people, I won't say, I won't use the word forgiving, when we're talking about this, but a lot of people are just kind of like, eh, Charlie Sheen is crazy. It is what it is. And Atenia, you were talking about Bill Cosby, how everybody was coming really hard down on him because of the rape allegations. So kind of comparing those two, it kind of seems like Charlie Sheen isn't getting, you know, the brunt of the criticism. Because if Charlie Sheen was a black man, they put him on the chair. Yeah. You know, they put his head on a pike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like seriously, and just 
already just with the myth and the stigmatism around HIV and AIDS and that how rampant it runs in the black community, Mm -hmm. they would even capitalize off that and marginalize that kind of stuff, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think it's, I don't like the fact that they're just, you know, sweeping it under the rug Mm because it's a, that's a pretty big issue, man. Like Mm -hmm. you're having unprotected sex with people and you have HIV and... Grace wanted to touch on that actually because she has some expert knowledge on the matter. So go ahead, tell us what you wanted to say. Okay, well, first things first, the criminalization of HIV is almost like criminalizing cancer. Mm -hmm. When an individual, like Charlie Sheen himself, right Mm -hmm. now his viral load is low. Mm -hmm. So when you say viral load, that's how they determine uh, whether you're HIV or not, Mm -hmm. how much HIV uh, antibodies are in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So, when your viral load is low, so when it's undetectable, it's pretty much the same as having sex with somebody who has never had HIV. When your viral load is high, that's when you are susceptible to transmitting the virus, mm-hmm. right? So for him, if his viral load was low and he did not disclose, it's pretty much the same as me deciding to have sex with somebody and not disclosing mm-hmm. and like saying, oh yeah, for sure, I'm I'm not HIV. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So the criminalization of it, it's what is kind of barring people who do have HIV from actually interacting with the public. Mm-hmm. It's what is causing a lot of stigma in society. Mm-hmm. Like in Canada, for example, between 1989 to 2012, 140 people have been charged with that. And in Canada, it's charged under as manslaughter. So this is somebody who pretty much were healthy. Mm-hmm. They have, there's no way that they could transmit it over to you. Most mm-hmm. of them, I should say, most, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't be able to transmit it over to you, but they're sitting in jail with life sentences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, it's almost like you're sleeping with somebody with cancer and being like, by the way, you didn't tell me you have cancer. Mm-hmm. I think I might have it now. So there's that miseducation yeah. in the public. and kudos to him for coming out and saying this is what I have, this is me because seriously, I know whenever I've gone to go get my test I sit there and I'm like, oh lord, yeah. <laughs> oh, lord. even though I know deep inside that still. there is nothing, yeah. it's you still sit there that. and you're like oh. what, everybody ever slept with? <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there and you're like, do I even know their names? Like, what's their last name, you know? Right? Even though you can count them on one hand, even maybe one, you're like, uh, you know? So, yeah, but, like, I, in his case, I don't think it's necessary, but that's just my point of view on Mm -hmm. the criminalization Mm -hmm. of HIV. But at the same time, if, if he was, say, on the other end of the spectrum where he was, like, he had a high viral load, then yes. You, it's better to sort of say it out, mm-hmm. but really it's not that necessary. With, with a high viral load, say somebody knows that they're HIV positive, they have a high viral load, then a lot of people think of it, like you're saying, people were charged with manslaughter for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So people sort of think of it as like, your penis, your vagina is like a weapon, and you're knowingly infecting people as a, like as a, using it as a weapon to like infect these people with you know these diseases or this disease, so that you know they eventually may may catch it. That's what people are thinking of it, or how they think of it, which is why a lot of people have that stigma that you were saying towards it. Yeah. So I mean, but um, 
what do you guys think, like the comparison between if Charlie Sheen was a black man and this he was in the same situation versus if Charlie Sheen was a white man and he was in this situation? Because the reason I say this is, and we all, we've all said this, when you hear something crazy happen, the first question is, is that person white? Because <laughs> it'll explain a lot. It's like, oh, white people just do all sorts of crazy shit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the first question you have to ask. If it's a black person or an African person, you... It, it's not. It's oh, not they knew as common, right? <laughs> oh shit! He knew what he was doing. It's, it's, it's no accident. Yeah, people think yeah. people think of it in a different way, and in that case, people kind of think like this African person is even, or African American person is even more crazy for like participating in that kind of behavior, right? Versus just being mm-hmm. a white person because white people just do crazy shit all the time. And but that's white just people how get away are. with crazy shit, right? And they get away with it, or people are just like, ah, that Charlie, that's just so crazy. You know what I mean? And it's it just is what it is. Like it's not. It's not a what's the word? It's not a demonized thing. Mm-hmm. So in that in in that light, do you think you know there's a double standard there, or do you think that it would fly exactly the same? No, I think there's of- definitely a double standard. I mean, if you go back to the Afghans at teen, I don't know if you guys know the story of the young boy. I think it was about fifteen or sixteen. Who was drunk driving, and then ran into four or killed four people, and then they made the claim that oh, it was rich. He didn't know what was it was no difference between right or wrong, mm-hmm. so he didn't get any jail sentence or anything at all. Even though, I mean, they killed four people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that was a black 16-year-old kid, mm-hmm. let's be honest, yeah. 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 <laughs> driving drunk and yeah. killing four people, that would be a That'd huge be yeah. problem. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be honest. That's the reality of the society we live in, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. what do you think? I definitely think it's a big double standard. I mean... I honestly, I've been involved with the law <laughs> many times. Oh, we all have. And... Uh, <laughs> From my perspective, this whole, as far as race goes, and just being a black woman within it, like I yeah. can definitely see the prejudiceness and the care and lack of care. I mean, I got robbed downtown, middle of the street, right. 4th Ave, screaming people. Nobody did nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You wow. know what I mean? Cops didn't come for like an hour. One cop. <laughs> you know, not, not 19. 17. Not, not 19. 19 cops, you know? <laughs> and this dude almost hit me with this car. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, and they didn't even... When I reported the story, it's like, uh, I'm a black female. The guy who robbed me is black. Of course, it's going to take an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. Like, it was just, That's I don't know. It is a huge double standard, you know, because yeah. in so many ways. I have, in so many, like, uh, cases that I've had, mm-hmm. I've been looked at as, oh, well, you know what? She probably brought it on herself because she's black. You know, mm-hmm. you know how them black women are. Mm-hmm. They be crazy. They always be, you know, they're always so much. You know, she probably brought it on to herself, you mm-hmm. know, versus if my name was Becky right. Morrison. Mm-hmm. And Becky Morrison. <laughs> or something, you know, and they were like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, try it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, I think it goes. I do, I do agree. Like, there is that stereotype where it's like, oh, she's black. She probably did something. Mm-hmm. To, she's aggressive. She probably yeah. did something to bring it on mm-hmm. herself. So, It'll sort itself out or yeah. whatever, even though that's not necessarily the case. I mean, with with Charlie Sheen, I mean, there is, like, the sex with the transsexuals. There's the spending obscene amounts of money on escorts. And then there's, like, the rampant drug use, right? Like, the cocaine and Lord knows what else there is. With that kind of behavior going on every single day or every single night of your life, it... For me, it really makes me wonder, people like this, white people like this, like, are they bent on their own destruction where they sort of feel like... Like I'll, like, I'll give you an example. Anybody can be addicted to drugs, right? If the drug is good enough or is nice enough, you're going to get addicted to it. That's just how it... Or you do it enough times, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But do you find that 
white people with money and not a whole lot to do with their time mm-hmm. have this affinity towards being bent towards their own destruction by way of these types of things, maybe, by, by, by hedonism, if that makes sense, Maybe that right? could be the downside of white privilege. Right. That it's like you get privilege so much so that you are just like, you can do whatever you want. Nobody really cares mm-hmm. at the same time because they just let you do what you yeah. want. So at the same time, you are creating your own self-destruction and Absolutely. that like you can't even get out of it because people kind of just allow you to be mm-hmm. in that self-destructive mm-hmm. state where it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, Charlie Sheen has been like this his entire life. How many times has he said, I need help? Mm-hmm. How many, I need, you know, put me in rehab. Mm-hmm. And like, people just kind of, oh, it's Charlie. He can do what he wants and he has money and just play it off like it's nothing. Yeah, and they really feel like, this, okay, like, if he has money, it'll, he'll eventually sort himself out. Yeah, and then you could the actually look at it like this is a person, mm-hmm. a human being who mm-hmm. says that they have drug problems mm-hmm. and alcohol problems, this mm-hmm. and that. Like, we need to stop looking at him as a celebrity and look at him as a human being mm-hmm. who for years has always had issues. Mm-hmm. Obviously mental, mm-hmm. you know, but we just, we praise him still because he's been in top flight. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. And it's like, that's, that's excess, right? The mm-hmm. world lives, the world operates well in balance. And, and people's lives operate well in balance. When your life falls out of a balance and it turns towards excess, right? Then that's when the problem happens, right? And that's what's happening here where it's an excessive amount of money that's spent on this, that, and the third, coke and drugs and girls and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, obviously with like having sex with pre-op transsexuals, you can have sex wherever you want. Do you know what I mean? That's your business, right? Mm-hmm. So that that part, I don't really care about. I just thought it was interesting to note. Because yeah. um, I think he's supposed to be a straight man or he's supposed to identify himself as a straight man. But again, like that sort of excess, I find that, um, like you said, like that's part of the problem with white privilege. And I find that a lot of Africans and African-Americans, they... They, they know that. Like, mm-hmm. they know that if you do a little bit too much, it's not going to be good for you. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, like, drilled into your life, and it's kind of drilled into your sort of being so that you don't go over the edge. You don't do too much of a good thing or too much of a bad thing to, like, bring you to a bad, dark place. Not saying that that doesn't happen, right? Obviously, people find themselves in those situations where, you know, you become strung out on drugs or you become strung out on alcohol. You become strung out on whores. You can become strung out on whatever it is that people can become strung out on these days. But I just find that there's this formula where if you're white and if you have a lot of money, then a, a lot of the time, I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the time that leads to a bad situation, right? That leads to like you having to go to rehab. I mean, how many white actors or musicians mm-hmm. have we seen this happen to? Lindsay Lohan, Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, the list goes on. I can't think of any more other than those two right it's now. It's a stereotype. And they're all, like, depressed and upset. And it's like, why? You have all the money in the world. You're famous. You're this and that. But they're lost. Right. But you know you know what, though? I think I think something needs to be said here. And what it, like, I, I think the biggest thing here is there's no character development here. You know? There's no morals. Because money is just a tool. Mm-hmm. Right? And then a tool in the hands of bad character Right, it's like it's like guns don't kill people. Mm-hmm. People kill people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, for example, Charlie Sheen is like, man, have the money, do drugs, do whatever you need to do. But then at the end of the day, it's like, if it's affecting more than just you, that's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. You know, because now it's your actions have an equal and opposite reaction, like mm-hmm. it or not, and it's affecting other people. Mm-hmm. You know. And even then, though, I, I, I even retract that statement because like, cause you know what? Like it or not, kids are seeing that. Mm-hmm. The youth are seeing that. 
and they see celebrities and now it's that assumption mm-hmm. it's like man if it's you're exactly. a celebrity yeah and and again if that's if that's what we're titling white privilege and so be it then because then that's that's not a good role model that should be in that position mm-hmm. you know unfortunately because then because like it or not if you're a celebrity all eyes are on you mm-hmm. actions that you don't do or you do are seen things that you say or you don't say are seen and like it or not we all see that mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it creates unfortunately an unbiased or an uneducated or an assumption or stereotype about hollywood celebrities and what have you mm-hmm. and i think that's where um that access or um that character development needs to be in place because then if not you have people like a Charlie Sheen, like a Paris Hilton, like an Amy Winehouse, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these celebrities that are super talented or good in their in their roles, but... Paris Hilton is not talented. Okay, well. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough then. <laughs> right? But you know what I'm saying? Case in point, Whitney Houston, great example, yeah. you know? And it's just yeah. like, it's like, man, like... And on top of that, I'll even throw association. Because if your association is saying like... Oh, this is cool. Everyone's doing it. It's like you don't know any better. If you don't have, if you have no one gut checking you, mm-hmm. how do you pull yourself out of that situation? Yeah. So I don't know, like that's my two cents on the matter when it comes to Charlie Sheen and all that excess. Okay. Moving right along, I'd like to ask the woman in the room their experiences with street harassment. Um, I like to use this opportunity to point out, like, point out that the most aggressive street harassment that I've ever received in my entire life was in. Uh, New York City, the most aggressive. Like literally every five to seven minutes, there would be a man trying to run after me, trying to talk to me. Like I had to think of a different thing to say every single time. And sometimes I just wouldn't say anything. And at that point they'd be like, well, fuck you then, bitch, you ugly anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, it's it's infuriating. Cause I'm it's not laughing like, at you. No, no, no. It's just a messed up it's situation, that, right? There'll be guys trying to grab your hand. They'll be trying to like grab different parts of you that they have no right mm-hmm. touching. Mm-hmm. But they feel like, well, I'm a male and my male gaze is entitled to whatever it is that I see and I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, cross these personal boundaries that mm-hmm. this person has because I just feel like it. And that's that's OK for, for them. So, Atenio, what are your experiences with street harassment, mainly from males and females, if you've gotten it? Oh, Jesus. Females, too. Oh, my God. Females. It's been bad. It's been really bad. It's almost like you have, you, you obviously don't have no mom. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. my mom taught me you don't just mm-hmm. touch people. You don't just, people mm-hmm. you don't know, you know? And, yeah. Uh, I've had guys come and grab my arm, grab my ass. Um, I even had a, I had a guy put his hand down my pants one time what? at the club. I hit him. I had to. Hit him hard? <laughs> I hit, hit him, him hard? I hit him. I hit him. Because <laughs> he wanted to dance with me. And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. And he kept trying to talk to me. He's like, come on, come on. And just like slid his hand down my pants. Like, yo, wind back, clocked him. And I just walked off. Right. Jesus. And then, but as far as that goes, like, it's, there's no level of respect mm-hmm. anymore. Like it's completely removed, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to women. Like I mean, you would think that there that would be like more instilled nowadays, right, but right. it's worse. I find um, guys will call you like if you don't respond to them how you how they want you to respond. Yeah, you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. You're a whore. You're a 
booger wolf. You're uh, nobody likes you anyway. Fat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. and all this. But you was just trying to pick me up. You just were because just trying I refused to talk to me. you. Exactly. Like your ego can't handle that. So brittle. Such a you brittle ego. Right? Yeah. So ridiculous. And I mean, I've had girls too, like be very aggressive with me. Really? You know, like it kind of shocks me because I'm like I don't think I like give off the, the air or the presence that like yeah I flow like that yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, sometimes I kind of like get mad I'm like yo like I ain't down with that you know what I mean right. like just like sometimes like girls we get like really comfortable with me putting mm-hmm. like their arms around me and like like try to like this girl try to kiss me one time mm-hmm. I was like yo like <laughs> like quick like. And I was like, I don't think you know what's going on, wow. but like, just because I said, oh, I, you know, that we're cool, so you know, like, wow. come back to the women being aggressive too, yeah. as well. Like, women think that it's okay to do that as well, especially to other women. Like, I almost feel like because, like, oh, it's hot if girls are all over each other, yeah. you know, like, I'm bi curious and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. I like dudes. I like mm-hmm. dick. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not going to say, like, do I think women are beautiful? Yes, I do. I yeah. think they're lovely. I think they're beautiful creatures and they're mm-hmm. amazing. They're goddesses. But mm-hmm. I like men. Mm-hmm. I like men. I don't yeah. want a woman. Yeah. That's it, you know? But, yeah, uh, yeah the harassment's bad. The harassment's really bad. Where, out of all the places that you've been, where do you feel the harassment was the worst? Out of all the cities or areas? Where was I? You know, I get harassed more. Okay, black guys and, like, Hispanic guys. We should get to that because there's certain races yes. that do it more than others. Certain races. So, and then the harassment's different yeah, between different. the cultures, <laughs> between the races. It really is. It really is. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but my brothers be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very aggressive. Right. Um, I find when it comes to, like, white men and their harassment, it's, like, very... Um, Subtle. It's subtle. It's subtle, but it also at the same time, it can also be very rude. Mm-hmm. Very like how so? Very ignorant. Like like when a black when a white guy's like trying to pick me up, like they will just say things to me that like I'm like man, like, that's that's hey, kind of racist. Lo- hey, I love black chocolate. Like, right, that kind of thing. I love or chocolate. chocolate. Hey, sexual chocolate. I'm like I don't even know okay. you. Right. Don't okay. <laughs> you know? I don't like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But I mean, it's just um. Yeah, it it's def- it changes. It changes, and I, I don't know. It is all across the board. It's all disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Talk to me like a person, man. And, you know, and even though, like, for me personally, it's like, yeah, like, whatever. I may be dressed like this, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, I'm not, people are like, oh, well, you know, well, you were dressed that way, so you brought it on yourself, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. No, yo, I work hard for my body. You have every nice right me. to show up. <laughs> I'm right. just, you know, I'm just walking. Yeah. I'm not... And you know what? Yeah, if you want to look at me from afar, you know, appreciate it. Admire, that's all good. admire, that's all good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you wanted to compliment me, go ahead too. I'm accepting of compliments. Yeah. But don't disrespect me in your compliment. Mm-hmm. A guy the other night, he's like, ooh, girl, you better put that big old fat ass down in my car. And I'm like, you could have just said your name to me and told you, you know what? I yeah. really like the way that your figure is. That's a nice dress. That you yeah. And I'm like, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. But don't diss me. Yeah, you know, there's ways to go about, about it. it. Like, yeah. and still be in the Classic. line of being complimenting somebody and flattering them, yeah. you know, as opposed to degrading them, making them feel like they're an object, making them feel like that's all you're good for. Do you know what is sad about that? Is there a lot of women that don't know the difference between a man who is complimenting them and then a man who is degrading them yes. 
uh, based on their body. Like what you just said, like bring that fat ass over here in my car. Some girls would be like, ah, okay, let's go. <laughs> like some girls would be totally about it mm-hmm. because they don't understand that the way that guy said that to you is disgusting and mm-hmm. you need to check him and you need to check yourself because yeah. that's not the way that that entire conversation should go down at all. But again, like a lot, I think the reason a lot of men say these kinds of things is because it has worked before in the past. Yeah. Exactly. That's why a lot exactly. of men say a lot yeah. of things exactly. like because it's worked. Mm-hmm. Because some girl has allowed it to work because mm-hmm. she didn't know any Thank better. You. Right? Yeah. So then is it women's fault? No. You know what? You know what? You know what? It, yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It is a vicious cycle, but I'm definitely, like me personally, I'm definitely of the opinion <laughs> That we need to control the situation. I think we need to check each other too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. Now, that is the end of part one of this episode. Now, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me all over social media. My handle is S O F X P O S H. If you want to ask questions, if you want to start a dialogue, I am here and more than willing and ready to do that for you guys. Now, stay tuned for part two of this episode. <laughs>